Alright, what's happening? Welcome back to the CG Podcast. Today I've got a really special guest um, in Nathan Collins. So if you want to introduce yourself, mate, just who you are and what you do. Yes, Cameron, and, and thank you so much for, for getting me on your podcast. Uh, I appreciate you you know, dropping me a message and asking me to come on and, and super excited. So yeah, my name's Nathan Collins. I'm a uh, personal trainer, online coach from Chelmsford. Uh, I've been a PT since the back end of 2017. And obviously, as the the years have gone past, I've kind of made that transition into online coaching, still doing both. And of course, at the moment, with everything that's happening with us being uh, at home, I'm, I'm purely focused on, you know, Zoom calls and uh, and trying to improve the business on an online yeah. point of view and, and, and trying to increase the the content creating as well. So, yeah, that that's pretty much me in a nutshell, man. Yeah, brilliant. It's good to have you on. So, we're going to go into kind of a few different topics here and then it, we'll finish off the podcast with a quick Q&A from Instagram so going into the kind of topics just now just kind of how, how did you actually get into online coaching and PT was a kind of sudden thing that just kind of clicked for you or um, has it always been something you've been, uh, been interested in yeah so um, like I'm, I'm always 25 now I stepped uh, foot into the gym for the first time when I was uh, 18 yeah just before eight, 18 19 I think um, and I went to university and I was doing a sports development coaching course, came out of university with the goal to become a primary school teacher, yeah. uh, moved to London, um, I was doing like a two year course, midway through the first year of that course I just decided, you know what, like this really isn't for me, um, obviously I built the skills up of, of being amongst other people, mm-hmm. uh, developing people's skills as well and you know the transition from uh, teaching and coaching is, is is very similar but obviously of course it hasn't got that business aspect yeah. so I always kind of had this goal in mind to be in the fitness industry I just never knew it was potentially possible so mm. I kind of made the jump and I speak a lot about it on my socials and my podcast as well uh, how I kind of made that transition so I think was it always in the back of my, my mind 100% like I always thought about doing it I just didn't didn't necessarily see the pathway and, I, and if I'm honest I wish I did it slightly sooner but yeah. um, you know you can never you never live with, with any kind of regret or anything like that so yeah just just a love for fitness and then um, you know made that transition and over time just from a business point of view and the sales and, and everything like that it's completely different to what anyone could imagine looking out on the outside looking to get into the industry and 100%. yeah man it's um it's been a fantastic journey so far yeah that's brilliant so obviously as you said it would be quite the people skills obviously learn for the kind of teaching side of it would be great to bring, bring in the kind of one-on-one pt especially but even like for confidence and like for youtube videos and stuff like that because obviously have to speak in quite a lot of, in front of quite a lot of people for teaching and stuff like that and that must have helped you with your kind of youtube videos instagram videos stuff like that yeah, a little bit to be fair. Actually, you know, a handful of years ago, I was actually quite shy. Uh, and even even in a school, like there were situations where if I had to go up in front of a class, I was actually quite shy. You have to kind of put on a bit of a persona and and put. Um, I used to do like drama in school and um, actually in A levels as, as well. And that's kind of how I saw it. So I was kind of quite shy. And you have to kind of put on a, a slightly different face as such when you're in front of the yeah. children. Uh, but yeah, definitely. I think speaking in, in front of. Um, people and being amongst people and kind of being a little bit bold and out there and not really caring what people think um, is, a, is a transferable skill definitely yeah definitely that was the kind of main thing for me as well just like not caring what people thought anymore because obviously when I, even when I first started doing this I'd never thought I'd be able to do like a podcast YouTube video anything like that but then it just gets to the point where you just think about like doing it for yourself 
I think mm. that's a big factor in it as well. There's just that one one time where it just clicks and yeah. you kind of just stop caring what um, people think or how you potentially come across. Obviously, you want to come across hopefully in, in the right way. Mm-hmm. But I think when it comes to, like you said, podcasts and YouTube, if you overthink it and, and think about what people think of you, then the further you go into that the worse you're going to be as such so the best thing is just throw yourself into it and and hopefully people like you for, for who you are definitely I think that's the big thing just kind of being yourself kind of going into other videos because I don't think you can put your proper spin on it and like the way you will actually record the videos do the podcast if you're not like being yourself because I think especially if, like, if obviously there's a lot of meets and stuff like that in the fitness world going like the fitness um, expos and stuff like that and I think a lot of people if they're not being their self on social media then they're going to get a big shock when uh, they meet people in real life so I think that's a big factor as well sure so going into uh, um, still the fitness industry so your, what is your goals in the fitness industry your main goals for just um, your personal training your online coaching and just your overall brand as well yeah so first of all as a very very broad um, goal for myself is is obviously to help as many people as possible and when I first stepped foot into the industry you know my goal was okay to become fully booked uh, from PT, uh, PT point of view and I think within the course of a year 18 months I realized that you know what you only have a certain amount of time throughout the week that you can commit to there's a certain amount of people you can help so that's obviously why I went down the, the online coaching route and, and, and still looking at different ways of, of scaling up to like I said, help as many people as possible. Yeah. I think me as a brand, what I try and um, preach and, and who I am as a person is I try and create transformations that are sustainable and realistic at the same time. So yeah. at the end of the day, anyone can go on a crazy fat loss phase or a muscle gain phase and bulk up. You know, that's that's absolutely fine. But is it sustainable? Is it healthy? And I think that kind of falls under my brand really nicely. And I think from a mindset point of view as well, you know, we talk a lot about mindset and I think um, from a a business point of view and a transformation point of view, they they go really, really nicely because you need a strong mindset to to create a transformation. And if you haven't got that kind of foundation in place, when you create that, when you create that transformation and then, you know, you might put on a few pounds afterwards, you're not looking so good, you know, it might all fall down again, you might kind of relapse. So that's very important. And the last point as well, from an education point of view is, at the end of the day, I don't want you just to listen to what I'm saying and what I'm telling you. I want you to learn at the same time. Yeah, and I think a lot of kind of online coaches, probably both myself and you, uh, listen to and look up to do exactly that. It's all about the education. Definitely, because obviously, as, as you said, it's so easy for you could tell someone, eat this amount of calories, you're going to lose this amount of weight, it's all off. But then what's going to happen after it's all off and they think, oh, I'm fine now, I've lost all that weight, I don't need a coach anymore. I'll go off myself but then they realise the weight starts getting put back on and it's like the importance of having a sustainable plan as you said is it's so important it's like the, it's the biggest thing um, and the thing I talk about quite a lot is balance as well like you can have that meal one weekend but just need that's just about how you react after that I think that's what I kind of preach to my clients like have that meal have that night out or whatever but then the way you react to after getting back on the plan is the kind of most important part exactly absolute spot on like from, from that point of view it's like it, it's, it's so important i don't know about you and your coaching service and other people but i always try and say like you know just be be with me on my coaching service for you know eight to twelve weeks you know commit to that time 
and then you know from that point of view if you want to continue with the service then fantastic if they don't then at least you know that they've gained a fantastic insight they've um gained some hopefully some value and education so going forward they're going to be in a, a much better position than when they first started and you know, like you said, from a balance balance point of view, that that definitely falls under. You know, trying to create an, as as much kind of education as possible. Yeah, hundred percent. Like that sustainability is obviously the most important part. Mm-hmm. So going into um, talking about kind of social media um, yourself, you kind of utilise a lot of different social medias. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen you on kind of YouTube, obviously the podcast as well, Instagram. So what do you think the kind of importance of using all the different social media is um, for yourself as a brand? I just think that you can hit different audiences from different social medias. However, just on the flip side of that, I wouldn't become too overwhelmed with trying to do everything every single day. And, and that's a trap that I f- fell, onto, fell into myself like a few months ago when um, you know, I, I started Twitter and I started tweeting. And you know I, I'm not really growing on, on Twitter at all, yet on other platforms I am. And it was, it was very hard to get my head around. But you know you don't as long as you just keep being consistent you're providing value you know it will, it will it will come i just think with other platforms if you really break them down like for example like uh we, we spoke briefly uh, a second ago before we we started recording like linkedin like they're people that are on linkedin are going to be mainly kind of uh, busy professionals people that are looking for you know different ways of achieving a transformation but in their actual um in in their way so for example if you're if they're working eight to six and they're commuting to and from work they they're going to want content that's suited to them and that's going to be slightly different content that you provide on tiktok or youtube or instagram so i think if you really like break down all social media platforms you'll really see that there's a completely different audience in all of them and there's something that you can offer a hundred percent i think that's spot on like because obviously instagram what I think about it is kind of Facebook. I th- like Facebook's not used by kind of a lot of people at my age as much anymore. I'd mm. say, but then that's where you get your kind of older audience kind of really focusing on that because that's the social media they use, um, and utilizing that to help educate people on that as well as Instagram, as you said, LinkedIn. It's it's all different audiences, but you can use that all to kind of build your brand um, and get more people educated, more people to kind of see you as well. What I try and do myself, and a few people have spoken to me about this and, and asked about you know, content on different platforms, what I try and do, like, for example, if I'm doing a workout post um, in the uh, the morning that I post on Instagram, what I'll do is I'll just copy the actual caption, I'll just tweak it slightly and post it on LinkedIn, um, it'll be probably more condensed and a little bit more at you know busy professionals mm. and then with facebook i'll put it on facebook on like facebook groups if anyone's looking for a, a workout try this mm. so in the space of you know five or ten minutes you can kind of reach as many people as possible across different uh, different platforms and you don't have to just literally connect you know your instagram post to facebook to linkedin you can just i would do it separately change the caption slightly so when someone reads it like oh yeah that that's that's 100 percent me um, and I think the quicker people understand that, uh, the quicker that will hopefully benefit their business. I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's just about kind of knowing your audience, as you've been talking about, on different platforms. So sticking with the kind of social media side of it, going into the kind of importance of kind of posting kind of daily, but making sure your content's actually kind of, like obviously, good um, and actually useful, and it can relate to people as well. What do you think the importance of kind of 
being really active on social media? Well, social media is big, and I, I think as well, like, um, you, know, you will see a lot of people, they'll, they'll put something like content coming soon, or, you know, sorry for the, the lack of content and stuff. And I think if you fall under that trap of feeling you have to post content, or mm-hmm. you're feeling sorry because you're not posting content, then potentially you're not doing it for, for the right reasons. As a business, you've really got to break down and look at where you want to be going forward so for myself as i as i spoke about the start of the podcast you know my goal is eventually to move 100 percent online whether that's purely from online coaching or going down different avenues as well so i know for a fact you know i've got to have strategies and 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 ways of um putting content out on social media on a daily and a weekly basis so I, you know i won't be apologizing if i'm not posting it's just one of those things that might not happen um so it is very very important and if it is part of your part of your business then you've got to i i just think from a social media point of view i think just move away from yourself a little bit and just keep providing value and education and you can do that across multiple different ways you know there's so many things that you can do um to to provide value what about yourself what do you what do you think yeah definitely i think obviously you don't want to just be posting for the sake of it. Um, you want to be posting because it's something that you believe in. Um, mm. It's actually going to be useful for your followers. You know, just want to post kind of random stuff. I don't know, like people are following you for like the fitness aspect of it mostly. Um, on like for myself on social media and stuff. So not maybe not what I got to see stuff that I'd post all the time, my kind of personal stuff. But um, some people do because I've seen to put your personality across as well. So I think that's where people can kind of. Um, relate to more I think because some people think this person on Instagram that they've got this amount of followers they're going to be completely different than I am but it's just about showing them that like you are literally just a normal person <laughs> like you are just exactly like them you can relate to them I think that's the importance you kind of need to get across in your post that like you, I don't I really don't think you should be like forcing posts or anything like that like if you've got content to post do it if you enjoy creating that content then keep posting it but if it's something you're like, you're thinking, oh, I'm making all these videos and I hate making them, I'm not enjoying it, then literally don't do it. Obviously, it's going to benefit your business potentially, but if you're not enjoying making the content, the quality's not going to be great if you're not yeah. enjoying making it. But obviously, posting on socials, business-wise, um, kind of as much as you can is very important because everyone keeps seeing your business name, um, everyone keeps seeing you, like, and like as, as we just talked about, like loads of different social medias. But there's a case of like posting just for the sake of it and actually posting good quality content that people can relate to I think mm-hmm. I think as well like going back to that where uh, I'm sure a lot of people listen to this will, will would have you know would know of Gary V and you know of his methods where you know he's just like content 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 mm-hmm. and I 100% agree with that like you, you've got to keep producing content mm-hmm. however again I'll, I'll talk about myself as an example you know six months ago maybe nine months ago I really struggled to get my head around how I can balance my one-to-one and online coaching business as well as creating content now I was just going crazy so yes you, you do want to be content 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 but like some evenings if you haven't got no content to post and you don't think it's going to be of any kind of value it's, it's okay not to, to post that yeah. um, and exactly what you said there you know don't feel that you have to post something of course like you know have things in place try and think about what you're going to be posting on a weekly basis but if you haven't got anything then you know that that is that's absolutely fine yeah just don't try to force it i think 
So, talk about social media again. You've been, I've seen quite a few TikToks um, that you've been <laughs> posting. But, like, literally, people have always got this kind of negative kind of look on TikTok, but the amount of, I think, business-wise, the amount of reach you can get in it, the kind of algorithm of it, it's massive. And again, I think that's just kind of a new audience you can reach as well. So, how have you been on, what's your kind of interaction been like on TikTok and stuff like that? Yeah, I think first of all, TikTok, I think that came from the fact that it used to be an app called, I think it's Musical.ly, mm-hmm. and obviously the the app was kind of, I guess, originally their target market was, you know, 12 to 20 year olds, potentially. Yeah. Um, but it's just slowly, like anything, it's just gone with the times, it's 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 changed, it's developed, and it's, it's a really, really useful platform. And I think why I joined it, I think it was um, February, March time, was the fact that the reach was was crazy like a few of my uh, videos have had a couple million views which you know i I have a youtube channel i don't think one video has gone over ten thousand views and the same with instagram as well so from a business point of view and a marketing point of view if you can reach that amount of people you know like and you can actually potentially transfer some of those people that in um, some people that watch it into you know potential clients and i don't understand why you wouldn't use that app um, yeah, I've I've really enjoyed it. I think it's it's very it's very difficult to any other kind of platform, and it's quick and easy consumable um, content. But you can just be as creative as possible, and yeah, I I really enjoy it. I think it's um it's a good app, and as long as you're posting sort of two or three times every single day, you're trying to mix up, you're trying to provide as much entertainment and, and value as possible, then then definitely you'll grow. Hundred percent. I think. As you said, like if you can, you're obviously reaching that amount of people. If they can turn one person a client from that, then there's literally no harm in using it. It's a benefit to your business. So why would you not put yourself out there on it? I think that's a big thing. Like people obviously got this, but people can be negative about anything. That's the thing. So, but if it benefits you and your business, then like there's no reason. I've posted some videos on it for marketing kind of, um, business as well, and I'd never get that amount of views as you said on YouTube. Instagram and anything like that just now. So if I can get them of that kind of amount of views on that, and one person follows my Instagram, one person starts the one-on-one PT or they start online coaching, then that's that's a benefit, that's a bonus for me, and then I, more I, people are kind of seeing my brand as well. Absolutely spot on, and and kind of what you were saying on there. Sorry to butt in, but you know, like from a hot, we were talking a second ago about being active across a, a, amongst a, a loads of different platforms with TikTok. If they go onto your page, they'll click one button. It'll come up with your Instagram and YouTube. Exactly. You know, I've I've gained subscribers. I've gained followers from TikTok. So, you know, that's another reason. You know, if you can reach a million people, how many of those people will follow you on Instagram or YouTube and the main platforms you do use? Exactly. Um, and also, just as a, as a follow-up there, I think as well, like you said, the bit of negativity from it and people thinking, ah, oh, why would you use that? You know, people thought that with, with Instagram stories when, you know, Snapchat was, was very, very hot. People were like, oh, Instagram, man, like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, where, where's Snapchat now? I know people still do use it, don't get me wrong, but... And it, it's just it's just with any platform, YouTube had a little bit of a dip where people thought, you know, YouTube was, was going down and same with Facebook and, you know, every platform, if, if, if there's a enough people using it and you know you can get something from it then 100 use it no 100 percent. If, if it benefits you and your business and your brand as a whole then there's it'd be it'll be mental to actually not utilize that i think mm-hmm. so going into the kind of q a questions so i've got a q a on my instagram and put that story up and we've got some questions here to answer some of them fitness related some of them just kind of 
in general. So, what did uh, both of you want to do before PT and online coaching? So I'll let you go first. Um, but I've just said that we can answer that earlier about teaching. I think it was. Yeah, man. I I think at that time I I didn't really know what I I wanted to do, and I just kind of was just going with the flow, mm-hmm. um, and just thought I was. Well, I I knew I was good at you know teaching. I knew like being amongst people and and, and younger younger people as well I, I was good at so I kind of just went down that route but I reckon yeah if I if I didn't make the jump I you know I'd potentially still be a teacher now was it a primary teacher a uh, secondary teacher P or whatever what was it what, yeah you know, pr- primary school primary. Okay. Yeah. so I think before I wanted to do this obviously footballers what basically everybody's going to say um, that's definitely what I wanted to do when I was younger but I think when I was leaving school and stuff I always wanted to work for myself like uh, there was not a part of me that I thought I wouldn't do it at some point. Nice. But it's kind of kept me a lot faster than I thought it would because I was obviously I was working um, like twelve-hour shifts before I started this. But then I thought I may as well make the jump when I'm this age. Then kind of waiting. I mean, why why wait if I can do it now? So uh, before this, I I was literally wanted to work for myself. I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, I think clothing was something I kind of wanted to go into, and it still is, and which is going to happen just now. But apart from that, like literally working for myself and obviously doing this now is kind of what I've what been wanting to do. Nice man. How how old are you again, Cam? Sorry. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, man. So you're so young, bro. Uh, twenty-one this year. Getting older. <laughs> yeah. Extra extra year, man. Nice. It's good, man. It's really good. So, going to another one, um, your go-to cheat meal, if you're going to have one. Um, you know what, like, just to quickly throw this question off a little bit, and sorry for whoever's answered this, but, you know, I don't really necessarily believe in, like, kind of, the word kind of cheat meal, because I think that you can still eat pizza, and you can still enjoy those foods that, you know, quote-unquote, are seemed and, and deemed as bad, mm-hmm. and still get results, but I know what they mean, it's like a high, higher kind of calorie consumption food yeah. um i i reckon for me like uh i'm gonna be like well basic and just say like a pizza man like a proper um like a pepperoni pizza man no i'm the same just some sort of italian food i think yeah. for myself but like talk about that that goes back to the point where i kind of talk about balance so you can't have these meals like but just make sure you're working around them so i always say to my clients like have that meal then get back to the plan I think, and that's what makes it sustainable. You don't need to think, oh no, I've ate all this, that's it, done. <laughs> like, I've ruined everything. Like, I think you, a lot of people get, a lot of my clients, personally, have been quite like really stressed if they have to eat. Because one of my clients recently um, went, is going on a diet break because they've been kind of in a calorie deficit for quite a while. And they were feeling guilty for kind of eating those the extra calories. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we kind of need to I've spoken to like you need to get away from that and like kind of not stress as much because you need to be enjoying the food as well same as anything I agree and I, I think if you fall in the trap of like having that overly positive relationship with food or having that overly kind of negative relationship with food mm. you know it is any 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 well I say overly positive what I mean is like you know thinking that you know every single um any kind of food that isn't deemed quote unquote like health is is potentially bad for yourself and i i just think you just you should have you should have that position where 
you're not necessarily thinking, oh, I can't, um, uh, I, I can't, I can't think of what I'm going to say. <laughs> um, so like, if you've got one or two, one or two people, so one person would be like, actually, you know what, like, this is absolutely fine. I'll, um, I'll start again Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, you have that sort of person, and you have the other person where you know instantly they have that food and they're thinking like oh my god I'm, I'm losing track so those two types of people you know if you can try and stay away from from that and, and create that positive mindset uh, especially with a positive relation with foods and like you said balance is, is a massive one and, and you can enjoy those those types of food without feeling bad but at the same time understanding that the bulk of your diet should be nutritious and of course having yeah. those those other snacks as well yeah 100% that's exactly that so going on to the kind of last question we've got from the Q&A here um, biggest inspirations in the fitness industry. I'll let you go first. If you go for this one. Um. Yeah. So in the fitness industry, um, I would say Jamie Alderton is probably a, a a big one for myself. He was in the army, and then obviously he, he came out of the army and created. Well, I know he wasn't the the creative grenade, but he was um he was the he was the face of grenade basically. Mm. Um, what he did in the industry was incredible and look at him now I know he's kind of come out of fitness a little bit and he's doing more just content creating Mm -hmm. which is really cool so he's been a massive inspiration I think Christian Guzman from an absolute like kind of relentless point of view and don't get me wrong his physique is amazing but he is just um, incredible he's built something with with Alphalete that's that's mind blowing and obviously that's only going to get bigger so I reckon those two people combined for different reasons have, have been a massive inspiration what about yourself? Um, for me, the people I kind of started first watching when I came when I came in the fitness industry was kind of TM Cycles, uh, Josh Bridgman, and that was more for the kind of business aspect of everything. I think because you look at TM Cycles now, the kind of uh, member site and stuff. I don't know if you've seen that, but his member site's really good, um, and it can help a lot of like online coaches starting and stuff as well. And the same with Josh Bridgman. I kind of obviously watch Josh Bridgman for his physique, um, especially now. Um, but they were kind of my two big inspirations when I first kind of came into the fitness industry, as well as my um, the first kind of interaction I had. I used to have Josh Clark, um, my old coach. He was my kind of my old coach, so that kind of got me into the kind of fitness industry. And he helped me a lot with the coaching. So um, I obviously speak to him on a daily basis. So seeing like kind of bounce off each other with kind of the business aspect as well with online coaching so I think it's good having the kind of these people around you as well to kind of inspire you and motivate you I think with those people as well that you've kind of mentioned as well probably more so than the ones I, I talked about are a bit more like uh, touchable reach so you can kind of maybe have a little bit more of an insight into what they are doing and, and how they're achieving it's like team cycles you know i was lucky enough to get him on, on my podcast and we had a chat and he's a really really nice guy and you know if you kind of message these sort of people or you just want to ask them questions they most likely will respond will guzman and jamie alderson respond probably not because they're you know maybe businesses are, are set up slightly different so yeah having those is you know um as kind of inspirations and people you look up to is is massive and the people you mention are, are really good guys yeah definitely um but it's been a pleasure to have you on nathan it's been great um you give a really good insight to kind of especially kind of importance of social media presence so thank you for that um so everyone if you want to go follow nathan on all socials will be in the description of this podcast as well um so i hope you have enjoyed the podcast um and we'll be back next week with another one. So hope you have enjoyed. Peace.